Welcome to No Filler, I'm Quentin. And I'm Travis. And for this month's What You Heard, we're kicking things off with a brand new song from Millie. This song is called Marcy. heard from this group i love dude you brought something of theirs a couple months back for one of our what you heards yeah it it. was the july what you heard and i brought it was it was a self-titled track from them yeah so it was called millie but yeah i mean this is you know this is what we've been talking about how the that 90s aesthetic the 90s sound it's just like that's what that's what indie rock is kind of like leaning toward right now is like embracing everything about the 90s because like even with their album art and like their logo it just looks like it came out of the 90s you know like everything is just like leaning into that decade which is hey man i'm all about it yeah and what's interesting like i didn't even pick up on this when i was listening to this song but after reading this little write-up on uh, the record label that they're a part of, so this is Brendan Dyer uh, mostly. It's just kind of a solo project, but he's starting to bring in more people to to work with. But it kind of goes into this, you know, a little backstory about. It says here Dyer was one of the only young people in his ru- rural man. That's the hardest word in the world to say. Dude. <laughs> in his rural Connecticut town, interested in anything other than sports and other stereotypical markers of American life. Hey man, that's us, right? I feel you, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it says naturally, 
Dyer began to gravitate towards emo, the closest thing many teens have to outsider art. And it goes on. But anyways, emo, right? So that's the that's a big influence that he draws from. And yeah, you can hear it. Yeah, big time. Uh, and, you know, maybe even more so with, with early 90s emo. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, good call. Yeah, because, I mean, 90s emo was like, you know, Jimmy World and stuff. But, you know, Sunny Day Real Estate, bands like that. Um, well, it mentions Hawthorne Heights in Haw- this. Yeah. Um, Purity Ring. There's a bunch of bands that we talked about. Ring. I think it's Purity Ring. No, dude, just Purity be, Ring uh, is this is uh, like an electronic All right, who am I thinking group. of then? Yeah, you're right. It's not Purity Ring. It's, it's something, something Ring. ring. <laughs> not a Dakota we, well, Ring. Well, we, we, we talked about it on our Jimmy World episode. Promise Ring? Promise Ring. That's it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Promise Ring. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, and that's, the, you know. You know, that's the thing about 90s rock, right? There's just so many different styles that fall underneath that umbrella, you know? Oh, yeah. Yep. And we're learning, continuing to learn more and more about that decade through this um, podcast. So they're they're working up to drop a full-length album. It's going to be, it's called Eternal Ring. It's going to be coming out. (laughs) Ring. That's so funny, dude. (laughs) Uh, It'll be dropping... September 30th. So they've dropped, I think, four songs from the record so far. Marcy was one of them. So I I can't wait to hear more. Yeah, well, by the time this episode drops, that'll be like a couple days. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So if not, yeah, I think that'll be... Perhaps it'll already have come out, actually, depending on when this drops. But anyway, so, um, hey, this is our What You Heard for... September, and Q, you're um, you're here. Here I am. You're back. This is like we said. We're going to try to get you on for the what you heard. How? What, what's? I'm going to ask you every time, Q. <laughs> how many hours of sleep are you are you working on right now? Oh, dude, we're. I'm. I'm good, man. It's normal. Okay. I haven't. I have yet to feel. Well, I'd say the first few days, yeah. the first week of running. Of Ronan being home, we felt it for sure. But yeah, I mean, I'm getting six hours, dude. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's not a full night's sleep, but but that's dude. That's, I used to get good, only though, six hours. You know, for the longest time when I was younger, that I mean, six hours was the norm for me when I was like early twenties. About from what you always hear about newborn parents, that seems like an anomaly. I know that's what they always say. I better get your sleep now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's the uh, all the all the cliches, you know, but no, that's good, man. Well, we usually record in the evenings. So sometimes when we record in the morning, like right now, you know, we're, our vibe is not, hasn't, you know what I mean? So we'll see if, if, uh, if this feels a little off, although we both are actively consuming coffee. So maybe that'll help a little bit. All right. Well, here we are, Q. We're going to do, we're going to try to rapid fire this, you know, I got to see my Got to see my wife off here in about an hour and a half. She's going, she's going up to Seattle actually for the next few days. Q. Yeah, she just happens to be coming up here for for something totally completely unrelated, unrelated yeah. reasons than coming to see us. But she's going to pop in and That's say right. hi. She gets to see Ronan before you do, man. How do Q, you she will be that? the first one on this side of the family to see mm-hmm. Ronan. That's yeah, pretty awesome. Pretty man. cool. All right, Q. Uh, well, as tradition has it, 
and proper manners, you know, goes with twins, right? We, we, we switch, right? We trade. So that means you get to go first. And you know what? If, if this is your first time listening and you're like, what are they even talking about? We're not going to explain our what you heard anymore. You know, <laughs> if you, not, not today. Uh, if, if you want to know what the what you heard are all about, just go through each of the last almost two years now. Once a month, we do these episodes, and it's just nothing but tunes. Yeah, you'll. And it, it, it's pretty obvious. You'll what figure the, it out. Yeah, yeah. What, what what the point of, of this, what the point of this uh, this episode is. But anyway, yeah. So you're gonna go first, Q. So tell me, what have you heard lately? All right, dude. What you heard lately? I've been gushing over the i think it's i don't know if it's on nbc or just peacock but the uh resort told you to watch it man i watched three episodes we bailed oh, all right that's it i'm never gonna ask you to watch a show ever again <laughs> no i just the you show, guys it, give it up on shows no, so no, we, quickly no no i think three episodes is enough dude it's be episode enough. four is probably the best one all right well <sighs> all i could say is I, this show couldn't figure out what it was trying to be uh, that's what i didn't like about it i couldn't figure out because i think the first episode we were we were like oh this is intriguing you know what i mean it's got a little bit of a sci-fi element to it there's maybe some mystery going on and then they're like trying to be a comedy show and it's like i don't know i couldn't get the, the dialogue lost me the freaking whatever wow it's a whole separate episode yeah, yeah it sure is dude but anyways um so you're going to be familiar with this song then because Okay. It is the first song you hear, opening credits, episode one. It's possible I Shazammed it, Q. You probably did, because I did. Because I've always got, I'm always got Shazam on the ready, you know. Let me tell you, dude. Immediately, I, I, throughout the whole first episode, I mean, I started Shazamming left and right, man. There's great music throughout this entire series, and, anyways, first scene, opening credits. I thought, man, that sure does sound like David Byrne. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd never really dove into his solo stuff. I don't know about you. Talking Heads, of course, I'm familiar with. But have you listened to any of David Byrne's solo stuff? No, I never really never really gave it a shot. All right. Well, so this is a, a song from David Byrne's uh, album from 2008 called Everything That Happens Will Happen Today. And my guess is that any David Byrne fan that's listening right now has probably heard this song. Most people that have done any kind of search on david byrne through spotify has probably heard the song because this is his number one played track and i fucking love it dude here we go this is a song called strange overtones by david byrne
David Byrne Q. He's an American treasure. <laughs> he sure is. You know, I recognize the album art for that. Um, I think we may have we may have featured a song from from this record on the music blog that we did back in the day. Um, New yeah, Dust, yeah, two thousand eight, dude. That we were doing it then. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a it's like a house like a line art, some kind of vector kind of rendering. Yeah, uh, minimal kind of looking thing. Well, it's actually not very minimal, but anyway, looks like a cool like illustration of like a pretty pretty sweet looking house actually it almost looks like something an architect would yeah work, work up you know just to show clients or something right anyway um yeah i don't know I, I picked up on a lot of the kind of talking heads kind of like calling cards if you if you want if you, if you want to refer to it that way but like that thing in the background there was like a keyboard sound in the background that kind of reminded me of some talking head stuff well um, i thought one a line that popped out at me that I thought was great. And I don't know if he's referencing himself kind of, or or referencing talking heads, but he says, this groove is out of fashion. These beats are 20 years old. So backtrack, Hmm. let's see, you know, was there a big talking heads album that came out in 88? In 88. Yeah. Cause maybe he just pulled, you know, reused an old beat or something. Or 87. I mean, yeah. Or you know that's just me like yeah trying to trying to speculating. Yeah. I mean they were I guess they were eighty eight was uh, somehow naked called naked yeah, true maybe. stories was eighty six. Anyways, yeah he, it could be that David Byrne has also been doing solo stuff since the eighties, which he's is still awesome. doing it. Yeah, he's yeah. still doing it. Um, yeah, I saw him on on um, either Colbert or one of the late night shows. Like within the last year, he had his whole. It's kind of like a almost like a like a broadway production type i don't know like a little oh uh, yeah dude he had a broadway show you knew that right american utopia okay well that's what it was yeah i saw him do some american utopia stuff yeah 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 he's never stopped you know yeah but i yeah i guess i just didn't realize that alongside talking heads he he was doing a lot of solo stuff you know yeah i think we actually talked about that on our on uh he he partners with um the producer brian eno yep yeah yeah, he did a, a record with him in between. Yeah, that first one. There it is, My Life in the, uh, what's it called? My Life, My Life in the Bush of Ghosts. Yeah, so this came out before um, Remain in Life. The the, the Remain in Light. The, yeah. Or at least I think he was recording his first solo record like as they were also like recording Remain in Light. Or before it, and it came out after, or something like that. But anyway, yeah. Well, yeah, dude. Uh, good track. And yeah, I thought that'd be a good one to kick us off. That is a good one to kick us off. So yeah, dude, I'll, I'll pass it pass it over to you, man. What you been heard? All right, Q. This song is an, an earworm, and I'm about to about to infect you with it. This song, this was a Shazam as well, Q. You know, I'm like. It's like quick draw, you know. When are we gonna start getting paid from Shazam, dude? <laughs> um, and this was—I I, want to say it, this could have been a Target Shazam. So sometimes Target's got some, are we, some good little are indie we getting tunes. Paid from, by Target? We're getting paid by <laughs> neither Target nor Shazam. But um, this is a little dream pop band. Uh, I don't know if I've ever heard of them before, but um, I can safely say. This this bass line 
the chorus bass line might be my favorite bass line um, that I've heard in a while, dude. And that's just wow. because it's so catchy and really effective with the song. Anyway, this is just a, one of those feel-good songs. So I'm going to, you know, maybe we could call this like a floater. You know, you're about to start floating. All righty, dude. Can't wait. And that's all you need to know. So this song is called Days by a band called No Vacation. I could hang in those vibes all day, man. Yeah, just a classic like dream pop song. Right? Yeah, those I mean, vocals too, very like 
dreamy, breathy. It reminds me of like, I don't know, JSOM or Man I Trust. Yeah, totally. Or like Hatchy. All those uh-huh. really good yeah. artists. I mean, this is this was kind of the the this the shoegaze sound of like the 2010s or whatever. And that's why we always, you know, we've had this discussion a lot, but Dream Pop and Shoegaze fall under the same umbrella, but they're two very distinct sounds, I think. And that's why this is this is definitely Dream Pop and not Shoegaze. But like this is what I associate of like that 2010s uh, dream pop sound that was all over the place in indie music, you know. Like yeah, that's this is a classic example of that of that kind of that, that era of of dream pop. Uh, and this song came out in 2019, so it's you know newish. But do um, they have any full length records? Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they've been around since 2015. Okay. So you know they came out around that time, actually. You know the mid mid to 2010s. Um, actually, shit, they only have one full length queue, so. <laughs> Their first record was a full length, uh, and the rest are singles, which is wow. interesting. That's a long or e- e- EPs. Stretch I should say, of time. Singles, yeah. They they put out EPs. I mean, they they've they've actually put out quite a bit of, of, of stuff, but um, yeah, it's mostly little EPs. But anyway, so that band was called No Vacation, and that song was called Days. All right, okay, I'm gonna throw it back to you. What you got? All right, dude. I think this one's gonna pair pretty nicely with that. So, have you heard of a group called Little Big League? No, I'm not. All right, well, I'm really only familiar with this one song. I just heard it, you know, through, uh, I think it was a Discover Weekly playlist. I'm just going to I'm just gonna jump right into it, man, and we'll talk about it afterwards. This uh, album from 2013, again, the group is called Little Big League. The album is These Are Good People. This song is called Dark Matter.
I love that last part too, man. I'm glad that you kept that part in. Yeah, it gets really intense, man. Yeah. Guess what I found out, dude? What'd you find out, Kim? That's Japanese breakfast, Michelle's honor. All right, I dude, I recognized <laughs> her, man. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah. So apparently, they were active until about 2014. Her mom was diagnosed with cancer, so she moved back to her hometown of Eugene, Oregon. And that's when she started just kind of doing her own solo stuff under Japanese breakfast. Wow, that's awesome. Because um, she's, I mean, she's a, she's a like kind of a breakout. She's huge, man. Indie, indie, uh, yeah, indie artist. Yeah. Lately, right. I mean, over the last couple of years, like she's yeah. really kind of exploded. Oh yeah. That's cool, man. I love, I love seeing the origin. You know. Yeah. And what a great, great song, man. Yeah, really good, dude. Another catchy one. Yeah. And it made me totally wax nostalgic over the freaking movie little big league that i totally <laughs> forgot about when i start when i just typed in little big league of course uh, that's yeah. what popped up right man dude this was one of our favorites growing up i'm gonna have to rewatch it that see if, and see if it holds up angels in the outfield angels and those are the two big and sandlot come on of course sandlot. right yeah, the, maybe that maybe that's the, tri- the trifecta of baseball movies you know from the 90s Baseball movies involving for kids, kids. maybe yeah, because obviously <laughs> yeah. there's uh, major what league. is the other? yeah major league or whatever. Anyway, anyways, man, yeah. So yeah. that was awesome tune. Yeah, really, and of course it's it's all like that. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, so again, that was from a record from 2013 called "These Are Good People." That was again Michelle Zonder, aka Japanese Breakfast, and that was her previous group, Little Big League. And um, pass it back to you, brother. From what I I heard, uh, you know, from you, man, dude, I gotta ha- take another sip of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing nothing but but uh, female lead singers today, right? Uh, all but one song, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Well, what do you got, dude? Are we gonna keep the flow going, or are we gonna switch it up a bit? Uh, I I just rearranged the order that I planned on doing this in. So that we could keep the flow going, okay? Because I'm gonna pull a 180. I feel like I don't have any 180s. My stuff's pretty pretty consistent, so that's All good. Right. We always have to have at least 180 on our what's your hurts. At least one 180. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, okay, well, uh, I'm not sure how I stumbled upon this group. Probably just kind of hopping around on Spotify, kind of thing. But this is a 90s group called Helium that I had never heard of. Oh, I, th- I think I'm familiar with them. Maybe not. I don't. Those album covers don't look. Familiar. But this uh, this little one liner here is a good way to describe it. So Helium, one of the finest and most unpredictable bands of the '90s, Helium was defined by leader Mary Timoney's. That's a weird name. Mary Timoney's <laughs> experimental guitar playing and alternately tough and vulnerable vocals. Nice. And this record was fun to listen to. This came out in 1997. It's called The Magic City. I'm going to play the first track off the record. This song is called Vibrations.
sweet man a little curveball they threw at the end is probably a nice yeah. teaser for the kind of stuff they do throughout the record yeah they do kind of yeah and that's the experimental part of that that little uh one sentence bio that i read there yeah right um, but yeah that's one of the you know you were saying about the last track i played like oh i could stay in that groove all day like i love that guitar riff man catchy yeah af as they yeah, say like it. it kind of reminds me of um this is going to sound weird. Presidents of the United States of America. Hmm. I don't know, man. It sounded like that might as well have been a a, a, a bass tar. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can maybe see that. There's definitely bands that, that have a similar like tone to their guitar. Obviously. And that's kind of a dumb statement. Take hey, take another sip, dude. Anytime Hold on, let me you try. know we're we're struggling to get yeah, through a right. sentence, just take another sip of coffee, man. All right, let me see. Let's see if I can make a better <laughs> sentence here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like the you know <laughs> classic sound from the nineties. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, as we talked about, Q, a, a a bottomless well of amazing nineties rock. It's just out there waiting for you to find it. And this was another example of a band. Never heard of them. Pleasantly surprised by this record. And they've got they've got three records. Um, one actually that it looks, it looks like they got a, a had a comeback in 2017. Um, nice. But anyway, so again, that band was called Helium. And I'm gonna throw it back to you, Q. What do you got for us? Yeah, is this our 180 or what? I'm gonna say no, man. Okay. Actually, it's kind of a similar vein as far as like a more like a like a speaking kind of tone for for the singing okay. voice. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the '90s, man, this is a group called Karate. You ever heard of them? No. And uh, this is a record from 1998 called "The Bed Is in the Ocean." And okay. man, dude, this. I was blown away, man, by this record. It just kind of, it's really just the way that he sings. It's very in like his, um, the timing of, of his lyrics on top of the, the music. Mm-hmm. Very different. Really, really good. Uh, they are characterized by a fusion of indie rock, emo, post-hardcore, post-rock, and jazz. Ooh. Which is, yeah. And apparently... The jazz influence becomes more dominant in their later releases. And that's really more in like the, I think like the time signatures and they kind of, you know, change up the the tempo throughout the songs. It's very like complex kind of jazz stuff like that. 
I'm going to play this song all the way through because I think it kind of gives a good taste of what you're going to hear. So again, this is a group called Karate. The album is The Bed is in the Ocean from 98. This song is called Bass Sounds. That was it. That's it. Nice, man. That's great. Yeah. Well, they definitely um, delivered on their promise of some bass sounds. Because <laughs> right out the gate, you heard that bass, you know? You did, man. Uh, yeah, cool song structure, like you said. Um, lyrics were interesting. I like how the drums kind of picking up their, their tempo a little bit. The, mm-hmm. the cymbal play a little bit there yeah, at the end, which is kind of cool. The drums are very quiet at the beginning. Yeah, I like that. Well, this whole album's like this, man. And Interesting, yeah. Yeah, really, really, really good stuff. Yeah, cool. And like they've got quite a few full inks, dude. And they've yeah their their last record was in two thousand seven, so they they kept it going for yeah a little over a little over ten years since their first since their debut, which was in ninety six. So, and apparently it's just gonna get jazzier and jazzier. As you progress, in well, that's. Their I mean, I would. That's. I'm intrigued by the jazz part of that because I mean, I think his vocal styles and delivery paired with like jazz type of music could be really interesting. So that's. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, dude. Cool. Karate. So again, that was karate. The song was called Bass Sounds. Pass it back to you, Trav. What you got? All right, Q. This is a band that we have talked about 
been mentioned a few times, I think, over the past year. They were featured on my best of 2021. I think they may have been one of my top five from 2021. Dry cleaning cue. We've talked about them before. Anytime that basically anytime that a singer has any sort of like a spoken word quality to their vocal delivery, I talk about dry cleaning. Yeah. Let me tell you something about dry cleaning, Trev. Tell me. And about I'm it. hoping that this song will prove my worries wrong. That what I you feel like about, it, I feel like it's it's a one and done thing for me. Like all right, I get it. It's it's fair. I, could it be much different than than their their debut? Well, here's the thing, Q. I hear your concerns, so let me alleviate them. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> you're not wrong, but here's the thing about dry cleaning: the music. Yes, that that is why I, I I I come back every time, Q, because her vocal delivery is her vocal delivery. And you know and what, dude? And that's her that's her thing, dude. She's just yes, it's poetry. It's yes, this exactly. is her outlet for that. Exactly. And I get it, but yeah. And, and here's another thing. the When the band originally formed, it was the three musicians who formed to start making music together, and they brought oh, her wow. in later. Okay. Uh, but anyway, what I what I am so compelled by um, with this group is what's happening, you know, behind her vocals. I actually like her vocals. Me You're too. You're right. It is it – is, uh, her her cadence and her delivery is pretty similar, almost on every song. Yeah, yeah. She kind of throws in some like, you know, melodies and stuff. Uh, it's not all this dry delivery, but yeah, she's telling stories in her in her music. Yeah. But the the three piece behind her, I mean, let me name them: Lewis Maynard, Tom Douse, and Nick Buxton. They're so tight, like with their with their their melodies and their music. Because they have to be, because of how dry and like monotone her vocals are. Like they provide the music, right? She's not providing any of that, right? Right. And I feel like they, they like almost, you know, are extremely expressive with their instruments because of how monotone she is, right? And I'm always like, like amazed by by the music behind the song. So they are gearing up to release a new record. On October 21st, their second uh, full-length record. Uh, so, you know, they've been dropping singles this year. This is the latest single. So I think it, it came out, yeah, it came out September 7th. So earlier this month. So here we go. This song is called Gary Ashby. Gary Ashby. Seen Gary, family daughters. He's stuck on your back without me. Dogs running free. Dad's got blood on his head. We gave you our family name. In the lockdown, you escaped. Gary Ashby, it was a bad surprise Have you seen Gary with his tinfoil ball? He used to love to kick it with his stumpy legs 
guitar man i told you i'm all about all about the the music that's, that's what i come to the table for was that your stomach growling no dude somebody <laughs> outside with the <laughs> no that was not my stomach although i am kind of hungry but yeah. um look you i knew the risks when i when i brought this track to the table because i think i think it is i've showed i've showed this art this group to a couple of people and a lot, most most cannot get past their voice you know what i mean and that's okay i'm here for the tunes you know what i mean and i think her vocals are different enough to to to, to make it like oh that's kind of you know it's kind of interesting but like you said once you hear it you know it, it you've heard it you know what i mean there's not much she's doing that's different she must have like a really compelling like presence, an aura around I would, her. I'm I, I'm I'm you know curious I mean? how how the uh, how, how the live performance goes, right? Well, because yeah, because they, I mean they they pulled her into the group, and they're yeah a really tight knit, really great sounding group of musicians. Exactly. You know, like so right. she's got something going on, dude. It's different. I mean, it is different. You can't deny that, right? It's different, and they're you know they're making waves. They're yeah. they're getting attention, yeah, um, yeah. It really just did nothing like dry cleaner right now. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Exactly. Well, that's great, dude. Uh, despite no, <laughs> I, I won't get dig at her again. But yeah, yeah. that was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, you know, take it for what it is, right? It's a band doing something different, as far as vocals are concerned. But again, like the 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 three piece behind the vocals to me, they they do it incredible. They're they're, they're like a yeah, they they never cease to amazing. Anyway, so if you like that, their new record is coming out October twenty first. So it's called Stump Work. All right, Q, what you got? I think we're we're rounding rounding the corner here, Q. Rounding the corner, and wouldn't you know it, dude? I've got another group with a singer that just kind of speaks more than anything it's kind of a monotone delivery okay this is a group called shipping news they were active from 96 to 2012 so they had a pretty lengthy career uh the labels that are put on them post rock math rock post hardcore uh and this is actually a an album from 2005 so this was almost a decade into their career as a group this album is called flies the fields and i'm going to play track one off the record this song is called axons and dendrites
I knew I, I recognized that singer. You remember the band June of 44? I brought as of What You Heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time. Before we were doing What You Heard once Wait, a month. Did you, was that, did you bring that to the... The Ethan Durrell episode, episode that we did. Oh, Ethan Durrell. Okay. With Joel, I thought, yeah. With Joel. Okay, yeah, I knew we had a guest on when you brought that group. Yeah, okay, that's the same guy? Same singer. Nice. Yeah, his name is Jeff Mueller. Um, awesome. Yeah, dude, great. And, uh, you know, as we both uh, agree, you know, I love a nice a nice runway, you know what I mean, before takeoff. Mm-hmm, especially for track one. Yeah, I should, I should have mentioned that, dude. This is a nice uh lengthy runway to kind of ease you into the album that's a great one yeah dude. well yeah that's great man yeah you know that kind of reminded me of parquet quartz his voice mm, i wonder if I there's any that. influence there I can you know see just kind of that monotone i mean dude that that was very much like how dry cleaner uh-huh. sings or if you want to call yeah. it singing but just kind of crams in words to fit into you know a measure just sure. to kind of to get it in there well if you like if you like his his vocals, uh, definitely check out June of Forty Four. Yeah, I need to um, check out more of their stuff for sure. Yeah, the record that um, that I brought a tune from is called Four Great Points. The song I I played is amazing. It's called Cut Your Face. It's more aggressive. Uh, so if you like his vocals, June of Forty Four is more like uh, you know post punky, um, post hardcore. Um, I guess is the, the the term. Well, and you know that was eight years prior to this album that I brought from Shipping News. So that was what he was doing eight years beforehand. And I yeah. guess there, he was it was he was doing these two groups alongside each other because Shipping News has been around since '96. So he was playing in both these groups. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. Really great. Shipping News. Shipping news. That song was called Axons and Dendrites. And pass it back to you, brother. So we've had, you know, we've been we've been blessed, Q, as people say down here in the South, <laughs> um, with Nathan Forster's presence, right? Yes. As as co-host a couple of times over the last month. Uh, yeah, I mean, without his presence, dude, we would have just been dropping nothing but rewind episodes. I mean, I may have I may have recorded a solo episode here or there, you know. I could I could do that, but much better to have Nathan on because he's been great. And credit goes to him for turning me on to this this band. Uh, we were just texting, and he asked me if I'd ever heard of this band called Magic Shop, which I had not. And this song is kind of along that vein of 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 '90s sounding comeback bands right but yeah dude this is, a, this is a great track i'm just gonna let it speak for itself it's a brand new song or at least it came out this year march of this year this record the record is called mono lake and again this band is called magic shop i'm gonna play the first track off the record this song is called hatchling
man, a, lo- a lot of the artists that we've brought have really had that more like spoken word monotone delivery. Yeah, you're right. And um, my last pick is also, I think, a little bit in that vein. But they're all different. Like the the sounds are all the, different. The style, yeah, yeah. And this is a brand new album, right? This group. It is. Yep. Brand new, yeah, brand dude. new record. Newish, at least. It's all coming back. I don't yeah. think we need to really continue to to mention that every episode. But like, no, we don't. We're continuing to to be surprised by that, I, dude. And you know what's funny? Like, maybe I'm just making this up, but I feel like when we first started this podcast, I mean, I didn't have any hope for rock <laughs> now that was in what 2018 when we started like i just in the last couple years we're seeing a huge like reemergence of of the 90s rock which was really the last decade yeah that we've you know it's been 20 years 30 years really 30 since, years. since we've heard <laughs> since we've heard legitimate rock and roll yeah, indie indie rock bands are turning more toward guitar driven, uh, guitar driven rock, right? I mean, yeah, because yeah, I feel like the the two thousands, twenty tens, even it was more. I mean, it was the DIY quote, you know, bedroom pop. I mean, we can't we can't ignore garage rock, right? Because garage rock was very guitar driven. And that was the 2000s, the early 2000s, but maybe more of the last true. decade, maybe more of the last decade, right? That's the 2010s, true, yeah. it was more about that, like, dream pop, like, bedroom pop, yeah, the fuzzy kind of stuff. It was one person making music out of their bedroom. All they had was a laptop and a, and yeah, a keyboard. Very, like, lo-fi kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, like, the proper rock band sound is, is coming back, and, like, it's it's borrowing from the 90s more so than anything like here's the description of this of the group on their own Bandcamp page magic shop are known for delighting in distortion and reverb <laughs> i like that perfect <laughs> just taking yeah. notes from my bloody valentine the jesus and mary chain spaceman three sonic youth and loop they have a european psych shoegaze sound which flirts with noise rock so i agree with that Warm and fuzzy tonality can wash out into soundscapes or crash into a maelstrom. But yeah, I mean, there, yeah, definitely that 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 opening riff on that song was very classic shoegazy, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's like the fuzzier kind of sound, not proper shoegaze, but borrowing from it. And that's that's also what we've talked about is what's great about the indie rock bands right now that are doing this sound is that they're able to borrow from a bunch of different 90 sounds we talked about narrowhead a, a bunch and they borrow from they borrow from emo grunge shoegaze and it's all just you know this perfect sound right and that's what these guys are doing too i think so anyway this band again was called magic shop that song was called hatchling all right q what's your last pick for us here this is one of those groups dude um the one that comes to mind and i know there's there's quite a few more like this but uh, calm trues, you know, it's kind of uh-huh. a play on, on like a, an actor's name. Yep. Well, this is a group called Ben Steller and Ben okay. is B E E N. Like I've been listening to Ben Steller. Gotcha. Uh, and this is a group that, I mean, dude, in the, in the two write-ups I've read on them, they really emphasize 
the fact that they're from New York. I think that's like a big thing for them. They moved to the Big Apple and, you know, tried to, to try to make it big as a rock band. They mentioned growing up listening to the Strokes and television, you know, just kind of acknowledging that, you know, they're they're in this city that has produced so many great rock groups. And they're kind of in this, like, shoegazy kind of garage rock vein, but it's a little little lighter than that. It's not so heavy on the distortion. I've only really heard a few songs from this group, so I kind of just want to let the music speak for itself and, and see what you think, Trav. But, so this is going to be their first single. They've only been dropping stuff since 2020, and I think they must be working up towards uh, dropping a full length. But they've got an EP out that they just dropped five days ago on the 12th. Um, And this is the first of those songs that they dropped earlier this year. So again, this is a group called Ben Stellar. The song is called Kids 1995. You're holding a camera And you're yelling cut And that fear of snow There's no way to Awesome man, I love the uh, the story that he's telling there. So, this song is literally about the movie Kids that came out in 1995. Yeah, <laughs> it's called Kids '95. And the funny thing is, I actually just watched this really cool documentary that I would recommend called "All the Streets Are Silent," and it was about the convergence here's the subtitle the convergence of hip-hop and skateboarding 
in the 80s and 90s. And the movie Kids was shot uh, featuring a lot of like teenagers and stuff, young people from like New York, this scene that was kind of um, that this documentary was kind of talking about. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because this Ben Stellar's from New York, so that's that's cool. There you go, dude. Yeah, and right there, that that lyric right there is "spoiled, comma Sebadoa." Yeah, Sebado. That's that's a track featured on that movie. Nice. Uh, Sebado is a, is a band, and "spoiled" is a track. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's he's cool. literally just talking about watching this movie. The credits roll, "spoiled Sebado." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's cool because I mean, you know, that was kind of a snapshot of life in New York, and then in in the nineties and like how like those two sort of like cultures kind of like kind of merged and like sort of, you know, uh, like they say the convergence of like the style of hip hop merging with skateboarders and like that kind of whole, the dichotomy of those two scenes, I guess, and how, how they meshed and like all, a bunch of creativity came out of that. Like, uh, and a lot of like well-known actors and directors and stuff like, uh, Spike Jones and like uh, yeah, Ro- Ro- uh, what's her name Rosario Dawson like she was in that movie, and you know, um, uh, Sonic Youth is is kind of tied to to yeah to that scene as well. I was gonna say David Brown talked about this a little yeah, bit exactly on that episode that we did with him. Uh, go back and check that out. That was a Sonic Youth episode that we did where we interviewed David Brown who wrote. He wrote a biography on uh, Sonic Youth, Rolling Stone um, writer. Anyway, cool man. That was really that was really cool. Yeah, really love the sound. And yeah, you, you can definitely see that influence him. You know, saying he grew up listening to Sonic Youth and television, just kind of in the way that he he sings, kind of kind of has a little bit of a Casablanca's quality to it. Hmm. Oh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. In, in kind of a lazy little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, really good stuff. If you grew up in New York nowadays, like if it were, you know, maybe in the 2000s or whatever, you probably do look back on like the 80s and 90s youth movements or youth culture and stuff like in New York with like, man, I, what would it have been like to be around back then with all that happening? And like that movie is literally like watching a documentary snapshot home video type thing of like what, what it was like in New York in the 80s and 90s, you know, Dude, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, just CBGB alone and, and the groups mm-hmm. that came out of that yeah. venue. Yeah, dude. New York City was where it's at. Yeah, exactly. And that's cool. You know, I, I mentioned, like, the, the two write-ups on this group that I that I found. They spent a lot of time talking about them, you know, coming to New York to start this group. And, yeah, you can, you can tell they definitely romanticize it a lot, especially – Finding out what what you told me about about this kid's nineteen ninety five is just literally just singing about about that documentary or that or that movie or that movie yeah yeah and that that song just had like a melancholic like nostalgic yes. sound to it you can tell yeah. he's kind of like longing for that or whatever yeah really so cool. Ben Stellar right now they've got a five track EP of just of their the tracks they've been dropping throughout this year. Uh, it's just a self-titled, so check it out if you liked that track. And uh, this is the last one, dude. Pass it to you. How are you going to wrap this up for us? All right, man. I've got a doozy for us here at the end to close us out. This record, uh, 
blew me away, man, when I listened to it. Really captivating stuff. Yeah, man, you're going to love this. So I would describe this best as as kind of like it's indie rock with like a, a touch of math rock. Um, they actually describe themselves, and this is kind of funny. Apparently, this is not not a real thing. It's not like an actual genre, but they call themselves frog rock. <laughs> I think it's a play on progressive rock because they also have, um, for, you know, <laughs> here's their genres that they have applied to this record on Bandcamp. Rock, which is like the obvious one. Amphibious friendship music. Frog rock. Progressive, like progressive. <laughs> And Chicago, so they're from Chicago. <laughs> but um, all I can say is it's, it's 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 awesome, and the math rock, like the tempo changes and stuff, is is what kind of compelled me to it a little bit. I like her vocals too. Anyway, so this band is called Floaty, and I'm gonna let this song play out entirely because it's pretty short. But this song is called The Envoy. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Yeah, that was an instant uh, vinyl purchase for me. Dude. I immediately <laughs> went out and grabbed it. The whole record is is like that. It's great, wow. man. I just love it. Yeah. Again, dude, it's just one of those. It's just one of those those bands, man. That I was like, damn, that's 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 something right there. 
I mean, I like how, like, her vocals are just, like, buried behind almost the mm-hmm. exact same... I don't know if it was the same tone and everything, but like, like you could almost not hear it because it was just hiding behind the guitar strumming and yeah. that verse is really, really cool the way they did that. Yeah. Well, um, this, this album came out last year called Voyage Out. Dude, you know what's weird? What's that? I have this album liked. Really? Yeah. I must have heard a song from it who knows when, and I liked it. I, you know, I, I hearted it or whatever on Spotify and I never jumped back and listened to it again. Well, I don't recognize this. I mean, I, I don't think we featured this. No, we, we definitely haven't because a lot of times, I, yeah, I'll throw a bunch of songs on. Dude, I, I bet if I scroll through because I have, I save all the playlists for each mm-hmm. month. I just kind of throw songs together for Watcha. I bet you if I go back and look at my old ones, I bet I could find a track from there. That's awesome, dude. Good stuff. So again, that band is called Floaty. This record is called Voyage Out. That song was called The Envoy. And that's it, man. That's our What You Heard for September. This might be my favorite group of songs that we've brought together for watching in a while. This was, this was decent, yeah. Sometimes it all works out, Q. You know, I didn't sneak in any metal or <laughs> yeah. sometimes I have like a like a vaporwave song that I put in there. Which, right. you know, or usually works out. Or some kind of weird electronic. yeah. Well, you know what's funny, Q? I took off. I had a vaporwave song planned for this, and I swapped it out for dry cleaning. So there you go. Well, that's I knew. Good. Maybe I instinctually knew. But like, you know what? This song will go better with Q's picks. <laughs> How'd you know, man? Twins, you know? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's that. And... um yeah, who knows, Q? Maybe maybe we won't see you again for another month. You know, we'll we'll do this same same time, same place next month. But you know what, dude? October, we got to do our bonus Halloween episode. Oh my god! Maybe I can at least count on you for that because those are short and sweet. And I've yeah. had a record picked out for us to talk about. I can always count on you, dude, to to, to bring those. Yeah, episodes I've got something together. planned, dude. Well, last last year we did. Uh, Uncle Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Yeah. What? No. What was it the year before? Oh, it was John. Carpenter, we talked about right? John Carpenter. Yeah. We we did some like uh, some stuff from like I think Halloween three season of the witch. I think, or maybe it was. I, I think I think it was just like a hodgepodge of some of his stuff. So like it was like yeah. the fog theme song and like um yeah something off something of Halloween from 3. Halloween yeah. Yeah, Anyways, you know, his synthesizer stuff is sort of, you know, iconic, obviously, um, and very sort of influential on influential on synthwave stuff, right? Oh, big time, yeah. Big time. Anyway. Well, I guess we can just fade out with a little bit more of that David Byrne track, unless you've got an sure. outro picked yeah, out fine. for us. All right. Well, in the meantime, check us out on Instagram. Follow us there. Send us your music recommendations. Uh, what What bands do you want us to talk about? What songs have you been listening to lately? Well, you know, if you send us a, a recommendation and we, we, we dig it, then it might be our outro for next month's What You Heard. You know, you could be so lucky. You never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram. Just search for No Filler Podcast. We'll, we'll pop right up. And of course, you can always find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network, pantheonpodcast.com. That is the home for music-related podcasts. It's a music 
centered. I just said that, so why would I say it again? <laughs> so if you like our podcast, chances are you'll find a handful of other awesome shows under that network. So again, pantheonpodcast.com. And until next time, Q, thanks for popping in. I'm sure you've got a diaper to change or something like that. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, you think he's... Has he been busy while, while we're recording? You think he's working up, working toward a nice uh, movement for you? Well, he he uh, already dropped one on me at like six thirty. This no, uh, it wasn't okay. on me. But All right. um, yeah, I think he's him and Sarah have just been napping. They've probably been asleep this whole time. Well, that's good. But yeah, go gonna go go stir them up. Get some breakfast going. All right, Q. You go do that. All right. Well, thank you as always for listening. Until next time, my name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. I'll talk to you guys next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.